1: This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
0: Welcome to the Rusk Report, back by popular demand. We have with us Steve Cotton, and he is the chairman of the board of directors of the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie County. And this is just a wonderful program where they teach young people about space travel so kids aren't getting involved in crime, violence, drugs, alcohol. They're doing something constructive and learning about science and engineering and math. It's a wonderful program, and our guest today is in charge of this. He works with Kathy Michaels very closely, Stephen A. Cotton. He received a Bachelor of Arts in Physics and Education from Hamilton College, Great College in Clinton, New York, even though it's cold there, (laughs) and a Master of Science in Applied Geophysics from the Henry Crum School of Mines of Columbia University in the city of New York. Following five years of teaching physics at both high school and college levels, Steve Cotton enjoyed a 22-year career with console energy, advancing in consoles, R&D department for ge- from geophysicist to director of the mining section and finally serving as maintenance systems manager of consoles IT department. Our guest today, Stephen A. Cotton with the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie counties. First of all, let's uh, talk about the Challenger Learning Center. What is it all about? Steve Cotton.
1: Well, uh, Many of us, certainly of, you're in my age, but anyone that was alive, uh, you know, remembers the Challenger explosion that took place back in January 28th of 1986, and that was uh, very obviously a very dramatic uh, event in our space program, and you may also may remember that that was also um, what made that mission particularly special and the tragedy, you know, particularly poignant was there was a... Uh, teacher on board, Krista McAuliffe. And she was going to be the first of the teacher in space program that uh, NASA had entered. Anyway, after uh, the, the Challenger space shuttle blew up, um, 73 seconds after liftoff, uh, the, family of the families of the crew, of the Challenger crew, got together and said, well, rather than just having some sort of static monument or memorial for uh, the crew members, uh, they wanted to do something special and different and lasting uh, and meaningful. And so they founded a foundation to develop uh, these Challenger Learning Centers, which uh, of which there are now 44 nationwide. And each of the Challenger Learning Center has in common that the fact that they're dedicated as living memorials to the lives and service of the Challenger crew. And they're intended to promote scientific literacy, uh, they employ space science as a theme to do that. Um, they work with academicians and develop uh, programs with accepted sci- academic standards. Uh, the target age of the students are trying to reach are uh, grades five through eight, uh, when the students are just exploring and what they may do, uh, what may their interests may be, and what uh, they might Uh, be considering careers in the future Um, so each of the challenger centers each of these 44 challenger centers, has certain common uh, facilities uh, features but then each of them is also unique in its own way depending on where it's located and uh, so the common features of each challenger center are that is uh, as you mentioned space mission simulators Uh, there is a uh, mission simulator that consists of a control center, which, uh, if you've seen, um, is familiar with the space program, like uh, in Houston, there are con- you know, banks of consoles of uh, computer screens and uh, uh, scientists and engineers based at each of those screens. And then, uh, so that's one element. Uh, then we have uh, a transport room, which simulates uh, taking uh, crew into space. There's an airlock then where they leave their space, uh, the rocket an airlock into a space station where then a crew conducts experiments and uh, maintains the um, welfare of the crew and the space station in a simulated space mission environment. So um, that's a really hands-on uh, learner-centered kind of immersive experience that is common to all of these centers, Brian. and. Um, so whether you go to the next nearest center or the ones, there's one down in Olean, there's one in Toronto, um, they will, anyone who visits one of these centers will see those same elements. And then each center, depending on where it's located and if its physical facilities and what it has, uh, its other objectives are, it may have different programs that they run as, as we run a different program um, based upon what we're trying to accomplish in the Lockport community. It's wonderful what you're doing, and uh, I
0: admire you for it because uh, Steve Cotton doesn't get paid for this. He does it because he cares about young people learning about space exploration and space technology, and he's very devoted, and he has a wonderful woman. He works with Kathy Michaels, who I remember when this was a dream 12 years ago. I was on the uh, Niagara County Canal Task Force with her for Several years, and it was a dream, and she made it happen. And uh, now she has Steve uh, Cotton, our guest today on the Rusk Report, who's the chairman of the board of this program. Now, let's talk about money. Money's important, yeah. money pays the bills. And uh, I know you do a lot of fundraising, and mm-hmm. we've talked about great ideas for perhaps naming rights or mm-hmm. large gifts. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is listening in Lockport or Toronto or Virginia and they want to give a $1 dollar or $100,000, it's tax-deductible, how do they give these donations if you can show the paths?
1: Okay, well, um, uh, the Challenger Learning Center is a 501c3 charitable organization. So any donations that are made, uh, you know, obviously we will issue a uh, receipt for that, and those are Tax deductible uh, within the limitations of the current tax law, or what the tax laws may be in the future. <laughs> but uh, our, you know, we run a facility, so we have all the usual expenses of rent and utilities, uh, insurance, uh, you know, equipment maintenance, staff costs. So we do have overhead that we have to cover. Our income sources: uh, we charge event fees for uh, the people who come in and. Uh, use the facilities, uh, take advantage of our programming, obviously, uh, but we rely greatly upon donations from uh, the community, uh, from uh, you know, other organizations that f- issue grants. Uh, most of that information can be found on our website, which is www.clclockport.com. Uh, the opportunities there, we have had donations uh, ranging, you know, from $10 up to, as you said, $100,000. Not recently, though. Well, Senator yeah. Maisiers, uh yeah. helped a quarter million dollars when he was state senator through what, That's the Dorm- correct. Dormitory Authority. Uh, yeah. Well, that money was funneled through the Dormitory Authority, but uh, as part of startup uh uh, in the Harrison Place, in an economic development grant we received from the state of New York, uh, he, that was actually approved back in 2008. Uh, but as everyone remembers what happened to the economy in 2008, we weren't right. successful in receiving that grant, uh, the grant funding, until 2016, eight years later. Crazy. So, uh, But uh, we got that, and uh, fortunately through the auspices of the Grig-Lewis Foundation – based in Lockport. Uh, they gave us a low interest loan which allowed us to begin oper- or build out the facility in Lockport, which was completed at the end of December of 2016. And uh, they gave us the quarter million dollars loan and then we repaid that Greg Lewis loan with the money that came in from the state of New York. So that uh, all worked out very nicely. Where
0: send checks? How should they be written?
1: Okay. Well, the checks should be written to Challenger Learning Center of Lockport. That's our shorthand. And they can be sent to 160 Washburn Street in Lockport. And the zip code there is 14094. Brian? Wonderful. But we
0: encourage all our listeners to help young people to learn about space, travel, and technology with the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie Counties. Our guest, Stephen Cotton, puts in hundreds of hours donated for this, along with Kathy Michaels, the Executive Director of this wonderful program in Lockport, New York. Again, ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the Radio.com or Listen tab. Another plug here. For 60 years, the Ampol Eagle has been Polonia's newspaper, sharing our Polish heritage with the Reader's News Feature articles, great columns, and recipes have filled our pages for six decades. If you haven't read our paper, we invite you to try our winter special, six months for $15. That's 26 issues, including our great Easter editions for only $15. Call 716-835-9454 to order or click on the services menu on our website www.ampoleagle.com and put winter special in the comments box. A little bit more information about Stephen A. Cotton, who is in charge of the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie counties in Lockport, New York. While with console, Steve Cotton contributed to development and implementation of technology and methods for coal seam characterization, coal seam declassification, coal mine ground control, evaluation of the environmental effects of mining, rapid long wall entry development, and improved equipment maintenance practices. Our guest today is Stephen A. Cotton, who is in charge of the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie Counties. I'd like to thank those who called regarding world-famous photographer Marissa Marulli, Lucia editor, editor, who is the Vice Consulate of Italy, and Marty Kolber, who claims he has a Michelangelo painting, an original. Coming up, we'll have Erie County Sheriff Tim Howard and Frank Switek, who gives lectures on motivation uh, throughout the world. All on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN... AM 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as we have received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand here at ESPN. Let's talk about your goals for the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie Counties. Steve Cotton,
1: Chairman of the Board. Well, uh, one of our goals is uh, community outreach. Uh, Where where we're physically located is very close to downtown Lockport, but it's right on the uh, edge of a disadvantaged area. Um, So we have a lot to offer to the community in terms of educational enrichment, but we need to attract more uh, involvement from the local community. And to do that, uh, we are very fortunate this past year to receive from the Ralph J. Wilson Foundation a three-year grant to develop a new STEM outreach program for um, girls, underprivileged, and at-risk youth. And uh, to qualify for that, we uh, formed a consortium with seven other Lockport-based community groups um, to identify at-risk youth and then develop and provide to them STEM, quality STEM programming. So that um, grant was just awarded this past summer in August, and so we're just ramping up that program and developing it. We're creating this basically uh, from scratch. Uh, We're not building upon an existing program. We're developing something new and different for the community. And the exciting part about that is it does involve the seven other uh, community-based organizations, uh, Youth Mentoring Services, the YWCA, Salvation Army, uh, Prayer Room Ministries, Lockport New Directions, the Niagara County Historical Society, and Keenan Center. And all of these uh, organizations have an interest in uh, promoting education and opp- providing opportunities to uh, at-risk youth. So we are, the Challenger Learning Center is the lead organization to provide the STEM uh, elements of the programming, and so we're developing that, and as, long, as well as what's called a social emotional learning, which is a uh, com, uh, companion type training and skills, which uh, has been found to complement the STEM education, and so we're marrying the two, STEM education and social emotional learning education, in this new program which we're piloting and rolling out. Uh, We're piloting it at the Challenger Learning Center and then rolling it out to the different community groups uh, and delivering that at their locations. And that's the the model we're working with, Brian. And um, from what I can understand from our other communications with the other uh, groups that are being funded by uh, the Wilson Foundation under similar grants, uh, we are kind of unique in that regard in bringing, first of all, bringing together a number of... uh, I'll say uh, dissimilar but groups, but with the same interest in that regard, and also uh, creating something new. Many of the other programs are just expanding or uh, upon existing programs. So that's kind of exciting for us, and that, to answer your question, is part of our community outreach mission in the Lockport community. And we are well positioned to do that, and I think as are the other groups. So we're very excited about this opportunity, and we hope we can make it a success for Lockport as well as the rest of Niagara County.
0: Very good. You work very hard with Kathy Michaels for the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie Counties, and that's in downtown Lockport, New York. Again, if somebody's listening in Cheektowaga, Lockport, Montreal, or Manhattan, and they want to give a dollar or $100,000, how should the check be made payable, and where should it be sent?
1: If uh, folks wanted to make a contribution, uh, the the check should be made out to the Challenger Learning Center of Lockport, and they can be mailed to uh, that same uh, mailed there at 160 Washburn Street in Lockport, and the zip code there is 14094. Let's talk uh, a little bit about groups.
0: Let's yeah. say we have a science teacher or coordinator of curriculum in a school district listening to the mm-hmm. Rusk report today on ESPN AM 1520, and they may have fifth grade students or 10th grade students, and they want to bring them over mm-hmm. for a tour and learn about space travel with the simulators and all the computers and gadgetry you have. <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk about the importance of getting these groups in to the Challenger yeah. Learning Center. Yeah.
1: Well, one of our main, uh, as I mentioned earlier, one of the main uh, capabilities we have is to run these simulated space missions. And the target audience for that is uh, fifth grade and above. So we've had people uh, as young as 9 or 10 participating, and we've had uh, participants as old as 85 or 86 come in and run simulated space missions. Uh, The objective of those missions is to provide uh, a realistic, hands-on, immersive type of opportunity to present and utilize uh, STEM concepts and principles. Uh, at the same time, to execute this mission, uh, just as the real missions do, they have to, you have to promote and develop teamwork, communication, uh, problem-solving, exercise problem-solving skills and make decisions to execute the missions successfully. So those are all, uh, there's the educational component, there's the social component uh, to the missions. The missions themselves, we can take groups from 80 to 30 people on a mission, or sorry, 8 to 30 people. Uh, And uh, we start out by, uh, if we have more than 8, we divide the group into half, and then we launch uh, half of them into space to serve on the space station, and the other half, uh, stay in mission control and they communicate back and forth to follow kind of a scripted uh, program to execute our mission, which is uh, rendezvous with Comet Halley, which was uh, a derivative of what the actual space shuttle uh, crew on the Challenger were supposed to do. They were supposed to do uh, back in 1986, they were also going to study uh, the Comet Halley as it was coming by the Earth. So, uh, over about a two-hour period, we run uh, the simulate space mission. Uh, the mission itself is an hour and a half. But by the time you get people oriented and divided and organized, it's about two hours. Um, we are targeted. Our primary groups we're trying to get our classes of uh, school children to come in and bring in the entire class um, in a uh, in a day. If they can get here in the, in the morning and stay till early afternoon, we can run two classes. Through our missions. So, we are running a mission on one side of our facility. We can have uh, other activities, STEM related activities, on the other half of our facility. And then, midway, say after lunch, we switch the two so we can run two, uh, two classes for a single bus trip to our site. Uh, again, you can contact us, uh, look for us on Facebook, uh, search for Challenger Learning Center in Lockport, or the website, www. Uh, clclockport.com uh-huh. uh, and get some more information there um, and uh, make an inquiry uh, we'd love to have people come and visit because I really th- don't think Brian that you can appreciate what there is to offer until you see the facility itself um, we can talk about it, and, uh, it but it's actually more fantastic and people are always amazed that something like this exists in the city of Lockport and it is open to uh, groups. Uh, it doesn't have to be school groups, it can be Boy Scout groups, um, birthday parties. Uh, we encourage everyone who has an interest in uh, science and uh, science literacy uh, to come visit us and hopefully take advantage of the ver- our facility and the various uh, things we can offer to them.
0: We've had on this program before Yvonne Boyce, who's a philanthropist from Boca Raton, Florida, and she pushes STEM but she added an A to it to make it STEAM for the arts. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can get more artists to come in to the Challenger Learning Center
1: too. Well, we encourage that. In fact, one of our staff is uh, a trained industrial artist, and uh, there is a arts component to the um, missions. Uh, if a cl- classroom teacher is listening, is interested in coming in, we offer um, – a whole spectrum of pre and post mission activities that you can use in the classroom, integrated into your normal curriculum that would you know, prepare your students for a visit and also uh, you know, use that uh, mission experience and then do things after the mission experience as well. And those often, and those, many of those components do have uh, humanities uh, focus for instance, uh, the pre-mission work uh, is designing a mission patch, so which obviously is there's art there, but also uh, filling out a job application form for the eight, eight different uh, jobs that we have on the mission. Um, so understanding, uh, like filling out a understanding a job description, filling out a job application, going through that sort of activity um, touches, as an example, touches on some of the social sciences that are also can be brought to bear both pre and post the experience at the Challenger Center. So Very good.
0: We're learning a great deal about the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara and Erie Counties. And this is with Stephen A. Cotton, Chairman of the Board of Directors of the Challenger Learning Center. If you're listening in Lockport or St. Catharines, Ontario, or Washington DC, drop us a note as we have fifty thousand Watts of clear channel power blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226.
1: Huh.
0: A little bit more information about Stephen Cotton. He is currently an independent technology consultant based near Buffalo, New York. He joined the board of directors for the Challenger. Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie Counties in 2015 and has been its chairman since January of 2016. How is this Challenger Learning Center different from the other 40-some throughout the United States?
1: Well as I said earlier we have the same uh, basic facilities, the mission simulator um, that I described, um, and that occupies one half of our floor space uh, in Lockport. We are on the uh, first floor of the former uh, administrative building for Harrison Radiator Works, for those of you who might be familiar with Lockport. Anyway, the other half of the facility, we have uh, basically, it's uh, we have a classroom slash library. Uh, we have uh, a robotics laboratory uh, based upon uh, Lego products, where uh, people can come in, or students can come in and build, construct their own robots and program them to do different tasks. And that is actually in Mr. Harrison's old office on the corner, right on the corner of uh, Washburn and uh, Walnut Streets. But, and then the other, uh, then we have a large, very large flexible um, meeting space that we can configure in any number of ways. It uh, can hold up to 60 or 70 people maximum. Uh, Right now in one uh, side of that space we have our inflatable planetarium dome—that's uh, part of our program—and uh, that uh, so we have that dome there, and we have a state-of-the-art digital um, planetarium projector in that dome. That uh, through the auspices of uh, the Yahoo Community Fund, or not, which is now Oath, and the Niagara County Legislature, we were able to acquire back in two thousand seventeen. So um, we're very proud of that. Um, so that's uh, one of the other features that we have in our program is the planetarium, which we obviously have on site, or we also can take to remote sites, to schools, um, other facilities, as long as you've got, oh, uh, space enough, about a 20 foot square room to where we can erect it. and it needs about 12 or 14 foot ceiling height too. So uh, I'm afraid we can't put it in your playroom in the base, in your basement, Brian. But, All right, but we have one. But we have that meeting space, and so that's what uh, makes us unique. Is that we offer our other uh, STEM-based programs in this other half of the facility. Uh, coming up this summer, we're going to be offering a summer camp, three weeks of summer camp, uh, from July eighth through the twelfth, and then July twenty second to the twenty sixth, and then August. 26th through the 30th. That's the last week of August. So uh, we are looking for um, kids eight or ten years age older. Uh, we'll be open from eight to six every day those five days, those weeks? Sorry, I have to bring the Rust Report to a close. We thank
0: so much Stephen Cotton, Chairman of the Board of the Challenger Learning Center of Orleans, Niagara, and Erie Counties for being our guest. And we encourage all of our listeners to go see this center, bring classes, bring groups, and give tax-deductible donations. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production, for the past 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us, Stephen A. Cotton. Have a great week.